0: Um, all right. We get the privilege tonight of not only not only did uh, Jesus through Todd lead us deep into worship tonight, but Jesus is going to keep speaking through this man because he's going to give us the word tonight. This is this is a a person I love dearly. Would you welcome Todd Lout? <laughs> Only reason I'm having it up here, thank you so much, Derek, is so I could see all your faces. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Hmm. Um, let me get rid of my gum. I know some of you are used to me putting it behind my ear. I don't want to freak everybody else out. Sometimes I put it in the lid of my water Um Where are you going to put it, you know? <clears throat> um Let's pray. <laughs> okay. God I, I love you. And we, we in this room love you. We want to love you more. We want to hear you more clearly. We want to love more like you love so much more. And I, I ask God for for um, a lot of help with us to, to learn how to wait on you, learn how to just go and meet you that you would just really instill in us the message of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and flood this room. Just come and flood this place and come and have your way. Fall in this room, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. God, I ask that you tenderize and soften all of our hearts. Remove, uh, blocks, Father, and we just lay everything down. Thank you, God. This weak dude up at the podium is gonna talk, and I'm asking, God, that you will speak. God, that we'll hear what you want to say, Father. Dis- despite my humanness. <laughs> Thank you so much. Amen. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I basically wanted to talk to you about prayer tonight. Um, but it kind of, and we will, but it kind of morphed a little bit into some other things. And I, it, this, I think, it might be a little bit of a hodgepodge or a little buffet of a few things that I'm just going through and God's doing with me. And um, what's worked for me thus far. Uh, the reason I even bring something like that to you um, is because many people in this church um, come and talk to me, at, you know, like after church and they, especially people that don't know me, you know, and they just see worship leading going on and um, they go, wow, you know, you must <laughs> this or that, you know, and some of it's true and some of it I go, oh, you just just hang out, you know, <laughs> you'll see, you'll see. Um, uh <laughs> I'm trying to avoid saying something more like this. Sometimes people look at people leading worship or preaching and they think, wow, you've got it all together, you know, and I think, oh, no, no. Although I've come a long way, baby, and I want, want, you know, and I want to take you where I can, you know, and so there are some things in my life that have worked out. So excuse me if this is going to seem a little bit here and there. But um, just some things that are that, that were coming up in my heart. Um, the first word I even wrote down, just trying to write down thoughts for tonight, was the word meditate. Uh, I want to just take away the yuckiness of the word meditate. Because I know probably 50% of the people in this room, if you heard the word meditate, you instantly think of... What Daniel just did? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you think of maybe New Age or some other religion, you know, uh, with meditation. I want to just say that there's a few words out there that are actually our words to begin with, with you know, and other people use them too. And so the body of Christ sees that and gets afraid. We don't use it anymore, even though there's power in it. For for instance, the word mystic. That's one of those words. Paul was a mystic, you know, um, but we go, ooh, that, that word sounds like, you know, those creatures from the dark crystal, you know, or whatever. Um, who knows the dark crystal? Hmm, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was an old movie. <clears throat> Meditate. Here's This word was this word was coming to me a lot because God's telling me to meditate more. And, and I think I've got it down, you know, and then all of a sudden he's like, actually more, you know? And then I think, Oh, okay, here we go. I'm going to give you some more time. And then he goes, thank you so much. Actually more, you know, uh, to meditate. And here's what I mean by meditate It, it to focus on, to simply soak in. We call sometimes we say soaking around here. Um, if we do it right, We're soaking in the truth of God, what he's saying, and we're letting it do something in our hearts, but focusing on it and meditating on it. And that's what starts coming out of our mouth. The more we meditate on it, that's what we become, you know, um, exactly. It is good preaching. (laughs) I never say that. I never say that. (laughs) (laughs) thought I'd be cocky. Um, Oh, there goes Donnelly with her shoes again. I was I was just preaching really recent well, huh? because it seems like you just threw that shoe at me. <laughs> uh, we need to meditate. If you were if you were to meditate, I think everyone in here really does believe full heartedly that if you were to meditate on something very negative, you would become that. You know, um, and we all know I. I think we have a, a culture in this room and and if and if not just here's one for you you know that we wouldn't say things to our kids like shame on you you know because they will meditate on that and live a life of shame you know I mean imagine our father saying that to us you know shame on you so we take the truth we take what's true in the word and meditate on it it you you can hold your hands up like Daniel did it doesn't matter, you know, um, and I just some of tonight, I just want to share with you some things that I do that work for me and the journey I'm on because I'm not there yet all the way, you know, <laughs> just like all the rest of us. But for me, I need to meditate on purpose. I need to set aside time. I did go through a, a long period of time where I did that whole thing where, you know, I was so busy with um taking jobs and stuff and um, and I would go god I don't have time to meditate and I felt like he he was just being patient with me um I you know I I'll, I'll, I'll never be able to stand here and say god did this and this and he took this stance you know because I don't know but I feel like he was just going like this all right is that is that what you really think you don't have time cuz remember I'm the father of time and I can switch that around. If you just give me some, (laughs) you know, it's true. So I did that. I, I, I decided I'm going to give you time that I feel like I don't have. And then all of a sudden he expanded my schedule, you know, to where I had, where everything still worked out somehow. And a few things he was like, actually, you don't, you don't even need that. (laughs) That's not life giving. Remember, you know, um, So, so meditating, (laughs) meditating on the word and, 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 and his presence will do this. But for me, I need to get in a, a quiet place. I can pray without ceasing. We'll talk about that in a second, um, in a way, but I need to really create a space for myself. So for me, if you come to my house, we live in a little house in a neighborhood and, um, and it's a busy neighborhood you know and um in fact our neighbors across the street they're they're kind of partiers, you know and um and so it's it's not quiet all the time um and yet i created a quiet space right on my front porch right on the front porch which seems weird you know i i created a couple in the back uh, backyard also but on my front porch we um i i know this is going to sound like now you're on home depot but i just I just, I feel like maybe I can, you know, maybe sometimes when we preach, we could just say some practical things, you know, that it's like everyday stuff. Um, when we got to this, we rent this house when we saw it, um, there's the, the pet, there's a little porch on the front and it's a little cement pad. It's pretty small. And, um, I instantly though saw it, um, the way it is now. And that was what, five years ago that we moved into that house and, um, and, uh, but it didn't happen right away. You know, I, I put a little plant on it and a chair, but it was still like, you know, hey neighbors, what's up? You know, and, um, but over time, um, I, I put a few more plants. I actually have eight trees on that tiny little porch. It's cool. And, um, you can make things like that work, but over, uh, I had some wood that I did not buy. It was left over from somebody else's whatever. And I was like, I think I could do something with that wood. You know how people are making pallets, things, pallet couches, pallet planters, pallet toilet seats. I mean, just, you know, um, actually that would not be good <laughs> unless you really sanded it down. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be straight face saying that, uh, it's true. Um. But that's the kind of thing I did. I just took this wood and I said, okay, I'm going to make my own lattice. I'm going to make my own little structure that's got a planter in it, but I can grow stuff up it to make it give me privacy, you know? So we had a church picnic, a really fun one, um, a few years ago uh, down in Dublin. And you guys remember that place with the wisteria growing over the top, some of you? And um, I stole a few of the wisteria uh, seed things that were hanging down because I thought they were really cool. You know, you open those things up and they're the coolest looking seed ever. It's, they look like neat pebbles. And, um, I put some in the ground next to my structure that I built on the porch. One here, one over there. And we have wisteria all over the place. And, um, so we have this enclosed little sanctuary right in the front and I can't even see the neighbors. They can't see me. That's the best part. Um, and that for me is one of my, that's one of my meditating places to go. And um, I try not to bring my phone out there sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, go out there, you put a, I got a little table, you put a Bible there, put a little, you know, some water and, um, and don't intend to open the Bible or, or write in the journal, but just meet with God. And a lot of times he'll give you something, you know, he'll say, open up to this Um, and just meditate on what he says. And it works. It does something for the rest of your day. It's cool to try to do this at the beginning of your day. And have you ever read about tithing? Have you ever read about how, you know, there's something in there about giving the first fruits and the rest will be redeemed? For me, it's cool to do that with your time in the beginning of the day. You know, the first fruits. And he somehow can redeem it, you know, and um, sometimes we get off track still, but he putting it in his hands we're like here 's here you go here 's my schedule <laughs> how 's it going to work um, But we really need to to meditate. I know I said this pretty recently too, and i 've actually probably said this ten times preaching here um, but it 's just one of my favorite things, but um, to also just shut the door matthew six i 'm going to read it to you matthew six uh, five Thank God I printed this really big because I forgot my specs. Um, verse 5 says, And when you pray, you don't be like the hypocrites because they want to stand on the street and, and have everybody see them. I'm actually paraphrasing. Um, Assuredly, I say to you, they have the reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you shut the door, um, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray... Don't use vain repetitions as the heathens do, um, for they uh, think that they will be heard for their many words. Um, that right there is saying, um, you know, I tried your glasses once before and I, I, uh, I let, was that successful. I don't. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, thank you. I'll use it for the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, vain repetitions. Uh, there's many ways to interpret that. Uh, for me, I, I believe it's. I believe it's just like ritualistic. You know, like okay, if I say these magic words, he's going to hear me. That's so not true. He just wants to have a conversation with you, or conversation. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just wants you to talk to him like you're talking to your friend because he is that, you know And I mean can you imagine if I was like talking to Karina? I'm like Karina <laughs> Wow, I just had weird examples come up Um. Anyway, vain repetitions to my wife wouldn't do me very well, you know, um she wants me to just have a free flow conversation so um, in fact she'd probably bot me over the head if i were like you know i want a piece of toast i want a piece of toast i want a piece of toast i want a piece of toast, piece of toast. <laughs> get it your own self you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the meat of that scripture is um is When you pray, go into the room, and when you shut the door, pray to the Father who is there in the secret place. He is behind the shut door. I know I'm repeating myself on that one because I, I, I say that often here. But I, some things we could hear over and over again because we go, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that yet. Go and shut the door, and he's there. Sounds like a magic trick, but it's true. He's there. He's, he's, he's telling us, I'll, I'll meet with you if you're intentional. That's what he's saying. You know, and I'll be there in the secret place with you. Um, this is interesting, too, in verse eight, it says, therefore, don't be like them. You know, these these ones that are re- repeating all the same words, um, thinking God's going to hear them because they repeat the same things. Uh, don't be like them because the father knows the things you have need of before you even ask. In this manner, pray, you know, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth, like it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We need to forgive the people that we need to forgive. That'll really clear up a great time of meditation with, with the Lord. Don't lead us into temptation. He's like, duh, of course I won't. Um, <laughs> I think it's saying, you know, keep me away from temptation, deliver us from evil, cause your is, yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. You can, meditate on the Lord's prayer for a while. You really can. Yours is the kingdom. What's that? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Oh, wait, there's joy involved in this? Yours is the kingdom. <laughs> you know? I mean, you could really meditate on that and let it soak into your heart. Um, I, I'm i going to... God has really been laying it on my heart to go back to prayer. Todd, does that mean you're not been praying? No, but he's telling me to really go back to prayer. Karina and I, um, the only house we've ever owned was a trailer <laughs> in Missouri. And I know I've told you some redneck stories about that trailer, but um, but this one isn't one of those. <laughs> uh, interesting. It's a 16 feet wide. Wait. 16 by 80. Yeah, 80 feet long trailer. And um, a big old skinny thing. And yet we had this cool walk-in closet in that thing. And that became a prayer room. And um, I, I started remembering recently days that I would go in that prayer room. And I was bawling in there because he was meeting me. There's one day in particular that, pardon me for saying this, but snot was everywhere, all over the floor. And I was, I mean, I was crying so hard, I couldn't control myself. And Karina was outside the room, the closet, and I was like, can you hand me some Kleenex, please? You know, and because I, <laughs> I didn't want to use the clothes, you know, that was hanging. And uh, he was really meeting me in that in that trailer closet. <laughs> and I started to ache and miss that recently. And the cool thing is, I went to see a really good movie that's out, who saw War Room? Yeah. Oh, the rest of you need to go see it right now. Leave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kidding. Yeah, I'm gonna say this. Um, I, I, uh, I come from a a um, drama background. I don't mean I'm dramatic. I mean, uh, I, I mean I I went to a performing arts high school. I, I. That's where I came out of my shell. I learned acting there and I learned about performances, you know, and um, so I, I I learned to like movies a lot and how they're made and how they're directed. I really when I see a movie, I really pay attention to all that stuff. Christian movies, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel bad because um, because, you know, it's it's such a positive, great message. And I'm like, oh, God, should I go see this one? I mean, they need my money. <laughs> but i don't want to get mad because you know um but let me just say that they're they're getting better they really are they really are in fact i really want to go see that one that opened yesterday the captive oh my gosh that looks i cried in the preview um uh, they were playing oceans in the preview you know the song we sang tonight uh anyway but war room Um, that was one that I was like, okay, I I, you know, ah, okay, is it going to be cheesy? Is it going to be bad acting? You know, I, I, but I felt really like I should go. And then I watched the preview and I bawled on the preview of that. And I was like, there's power in this. So I went, we went to see it and, um, yeah, there's, there's a little cheese. There's a little bit of bad acting and directing, but, um, it is definitely, it's definitely a step up. It really is. Um. All that technical stuff aside, this movie is powerful. This movie is so powerful. Whoever made that thing has got the right idea about prayer. It's so good, and I wanted to highlight a couple things in that movie. Um, in in talking to you right now, um, I won't I won't do spoilers or anything. But there is um, an an older lady in this movie who has created a prayer room out of her closet. And um and in the movie she meets a realtor who's going through a hard time with marriage, and um, and, and she teaches this woman you need to pray and you need to be serious about it you need to go before the Lord, and she teaches her to write down scripture and needs and praises and put them on the wall and meditate on those things. Hence the meditation portion of this sermon. <laughs> And I thought, "Wow, I used to do that, and I you know over time, I just you know habits change whatever time, uh, but I thought, I want to do that again right there, journaling same thing, you know, um, but in this movie anyway, she 's putting them on the wall, and she she cleared out all the the clothes in that closet, sat in a chair, and looked at those things, and said you know i 'm going for it Here's, here 's a key though." <laughs> This is one of the things that just slapped me in the face so hard in this movie. It was so good. This lady was telling the younger woman, you give these things to God. You totally give them to God. And then you could pray other stuff. I mean, you could, and then you could you could, you can, um, you know, do Thanksgiving and all that kind of, but you, you, you come before him and you war with him and you say, I need to stand in for, you know, my, my husband, I'm, I'm giving you this and I'm totally giving it to you. She taught her totally give it to God. Don't walk out of the closet. Like, okay, I'm still carrying that thing. No, trust that God means what he says. When he says, lay your burdens down before me, and I can handle it, you know? And, um, man, that portion of the movie really got to me. It really did. It, it, it hit me so hard. Um, there's so much more to it, but it, it was so powerful. And I was like, God, thank you so much for, I cried four times in that movie. I I cry sometimes in movies. All right. Uh, I cried in Toy Story two. Yes. When, when Jesse, the female, um, doll was being that segment about her being rejected when the girl got older and Sarah McLaughlin is singing in the background. I'm like, (laughs) I want to adopt that doll, you know? (laughs) So you can call me a sap if you want to, but if I am a sap boy, I'm telling you, I hope I'm a tree of prayer and the sap that's coming out of me are the answers. Yeah. I'm going to take a moment a pause moment for a minute and acknowledge something that is just totally not on the subject at all. Um I love Karina and uh <laughs> Pretty sure she feels that way. Uh, but I would be a moron if I was up here speaking and I didn't acknowledge uh, this, that today is our, our 23rd anniversary. <laughs> and I really, I, it, tonight I was like, I owe you a vacation because we're here at church. Last year we were in a wedding. On our anniversary <laughs> like I, I I owe you, so huh? Yeah, I took you out to a little dinner. I mean, you know. Anyway <laughs> at Urban Plates, it's a really good new place. Um anyway. Oh Todd, Todd <laughs> Um <laughs> I am very thankful by the way to have a wife that prays it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Um, anyway, so so anyway, go go check out that movie. Really, if you got a few bucks, I mean, they, you know, they could use the support. By the way, it's kind of cool. That movie came out. It was number two um, behind Straight Out of Compton. The next week, <laughs> Straight Out of the Prayer Closet, uh, <laughs> and and the week after that, it was the number one movie. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And the week after that was the number three. It stayed up there in the top five. It's, it's pretty cool. People are seeing that thing. And, and by the way, and there's two other Christian movies out right now too, you know, 90 minutes in heaven and, um, and, uh, captive anyway. Uh, so, um, check that out. Here's another thing. Here Here's the thing that I, this is where, it, you know, the subject matter sort of changes, but stays, on, you know, it's related to prayer. Um, but I was so struck this week with something that happens to me kind of often, um, and I wanted to bring this forth to you, too. There are times when you, I don't feel like praying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, please don't just stare. At, please tell me you understand. Okay. <laughs> No one's saying anything. I feel like the only one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but there. <laughs> but being in uh, being in certain forms of leadership, um, there are certain things that I do in leadership that I don't feel like doing. Um, even when right when it's five minutes beforehand, hand uh, and. And leading worship is that sometimes in that, like I feel physically not good or just exhausted or whatever, or sometimes I just feel weird, you know, you know what I mean? And, um, I think, oh gosh, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. God, where's your anointing? I don't feel that at all. Oh God, I need it now, you know? And, um, and it's interesting that going forward and just saying, okay, I'm weak, here have turned out to to be some of the most deep times in worship. It, it was brought up to me this week because, um, uh, Thursday uh, on, on Thursdays I go do, I lead worship at shepherd's gate. Um, do you know, do you guys know shepherd's gate ministry? And, um, and so, and, and it's an awkward situation. Okay. It's awkward in that, um, you know, I, I bring the keyboard, uh, it's up until this week it's been in their kitchen area. It's really echoing in there. When I get there, there's usually a few ladies that are earlier and they're just watching me set up. And I, I it I get weird when people watch me, you know, cook or do anything. And um and then um but you usually hear a crying kid, somebody vacuuming, all this stuff, and I'm trying to set up this keyboard in this awkward place where they surround the, the key my keyboard with their chairs, you know? So It just, it feels weird. It feels, anything that feels like it looks like a performance for me in worship, it makes me feel really, uh, you know, and um, just awkward. And so every time I do this, um, I I realize, okay, this, I'm going to get over that. And we we go somewhere. But some days it just, it's really hard to go over there. And this week, um, this week I just felt horrible because the whole night before I had insomnia really bad and and weird and when i did fall asleep like i woke up at 2 and that was that but before that i was having just the most horrible strange dreams about people and just weird stuff and um so by the time it was time to go to shepherd's gate i thought there's no way there is no way i can do this i'm going to fall over you know <laughs> my throat's hurting i mean just how you know <clears throat> but i went and i took it and by now, I've finally come to the place where I don't just sit around and fight all that. I go, God, there must be something good going on, because I'm I'm pretty weak right now. And you say you're strong. Second Corinthians twelve, um, and he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you." Even that right there. If we believe that, if we really believe that one line, we'd be set. <laughs> set, and um. My grace is sufficient for you, and, and grace isn't the license to do stuff. Grace is the, is the strength to do, to do things. You know? Um, gosh, I, I want to fast, God, but I feel weak. Give me the grace for fasting. I want to minister to this person. Give me the grace to do that. That's what grace is. It's, it's, it's His empowerment to do His will. It's His empowerment to do His way. You know? Um, to do things. Um, and sometimes just to live another day. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I. I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm then I'm strong. Um. I was, I was thinking about, um, sometime earlier this year that I gave a message about, um, or maybe it was last year, um, that portion of the Sermon on the Mount that says, blessed are the weak, the poor in spirit. And I thought, we need to talk about what that means because that could, that sounds bad, you know? And, and, and this is back to that, that right there. In our weakness, He's made strong. We come to Him not saying, I've got it all down, baby. Mm, I don't even need help. Because he actually likes to help us, <laughs> you know, and he's not sitting around going, I really want you to be just a weakling. So I'm made to look strong. He just loves partnership and he likes to, to be the dad, you know, and he likes for us to come as we are and say, I am, I, I'm weak and I need your strength right now. And, and when we do that and we, we say, um, hey, I realize this is going on, I'm pretty weak right now. But I'm going to worship you in front of these ladies, you know? Um, so here we go, Jesus. This is for you and only you, you know? And he goes, Thank you, Toddie. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Todd. And then all of a sudden, you know, it might take two minutes or something. All of a sudden, my heart just goes, Some kind of power comes up in my throat and I feel like a lion, you know, and um, I'm just like, oh, because in those times where I feel really weak, there's something else that kind of disappears, which is that sophistication, you know, which sometimes keeps us a little bit not in the full anointing. You know what I mean? But when you're feeling really weak, you're like, whatever, I'm raw. It actually, it, it's, it's something God appreciates because he's like, thank you. We can really go deep now, you know, um, because you're not going to hold, you're not going to try to build some kind of performance or walls or whatever. You're just you and you don't care what people think. And that way we're going to go deep. And that's what happened Thursday. It just did. And this, but this time was a little different in that I didn't really feel strengthened. Like. Wow, that was such a great worship time. Now I'm going to go to the gym. You know, I actually felt really tired the whole time, the whole time. In fact, two times during that time of worship, um, I thought I was going to fall through the keyboard. <laughs> you know, I felt really dizzy and just tired and stuff. But, um, uh. And I love it because God doesn't always do these patterns with us. Sometimes he lets us be a certain way for a little certain time so he can show us something different, how he works and how he kisses us, you know. And and on Thursday morning, I drove away so tired and so exhausted, um, but my heart felt so good. I did. I, I felt really rich on the inside. I felt so rich on the inside. And I thought, man, I'm so glad I came today. I'm so glad I looked at you in front of people today and that they did too. And what typically happens at shepherd's gate on all the mornings that I've felt awkward is, you know, a lot of times when I'm leading, most of the time when I'm leading worship, I shut my eyes because I just want to go there with him. But sometimes I'll open them there and I'll see the ladies on the ground crying. I'm like, whoa, some ladies that it's their first you know, time there and they they come in like, you know. And then, all of a sudden they're just bawling on the floor, and people are ministering to them, you know and i and I think part of that is because I just was willing to say, "I'm just coming as I am." This is all I got. He turns our ashes into beauty. he does he just wants us, he just wants us to come to him. We need to um I want to address just real quick too pray without ceasing first Thessalonians five rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And then it goes on to say, don't quench the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. <laughs> you know? He's he's telling you something. Believe it. You know? Or he's saying, I want you, and you're like, no, I, I want to have bad attitude instead. You know, I just go, OK, I, I, I'm having an attitude, but Holy Spirit's there ready for me, you know, and wanting to, to set you on fire. Don't quench the spirit. Don't despise prophecies. Check this out. There's been some words over my life that were given to me a long time ago and repeatedly and I still haven't seen come to pass. And I have thrown some attitude at God. I thought you said years ago that this was going to happen and this was going to happen and this was going to happen and this was going to happen, and, gonna happen. <laughs> and guess how i feel after doing that <laughs> you know i thought i was going to have this breakthrough and so forth and so on and um and i'm, I'm just stirring up all this doubt and building an atmosphere where i am feeling worse and worse and worse. Instead of instead of building a atmosphere where Holy Spirit can just douse me with fire, I think once in a while He comes in, you know, with one of those blow torches, and He's just like, you know what, you're 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 out of whack here, you know. <laughs> but don't despise prophecies. Test all things, and hold fast to what is good. Hold fast to what is good would would mean keep those things in your mind. You know, he did a lot of good, you know, because because if I think oh, I'm stuck and that prophecy didn't come true, you got to look in the rearview mirror sometimes and go, oh, wait, remember when I used to be like that or when, you know, somebody would do this and I would respond with, bah, you know, or <laughs> um, or, you know, woe is me for 10 days or whatever. You don't do that anymore, Todd. Hey, hey, right on. Hold on to what is good. He's given me a family. He's given me this. He's touched me this way. You know, he, he's, um, he's done so many things. Hold on to what is good. I, I, this is another thing that I've said several times. And pardon me if it's getting on your nerves, but I'll say it again. It's so good for us to write down some stuff, you know, to, um, in fact, stick it on the wall like in that movie, um, not just the prayer requests, but the things that he's done that are good in your life. They are there. Even if yeah, even if you're having some weird anxiety attack where it's hard for you to see anything that's good. And I've had those. Like I'm like, I know I'm under some attack, but I can't see any positive thing, nothing. Um, that's why it's good to write them down. Because you could even in that moment look at those things and go, okay, I see that I wrote that down. It must be true. You know, even though I'm not feeling that right now. And you can even declare that and let the atmosphere be filled with the truth. Hey, yeah. (laughs) Hold fast to what is good. You know, I know that also means just, you know, take, take goodness, his goodness and just hold it. But I think it also just means to, to take, to bring back to remembrance the things that he's done that are good and hold them. Um, yeah, uh. Golly, time goes fast. Um, you know, I, I, okay, and so, also this week, in these, in the same type of thing, just worshiping out of weakness and, um, praying out of weakness and just praying and shutting the door, meditating, going on purpose. Is it all coming, coming together a little bit? Okay, alright. Um, <clears throat> two songs were blasting through my spirit this week, old ones, two both, old ones. One of them today, I decided, hey, I think I'll look at a, a video of Keith Green singing that, and um, and I just started weeping, you know, partially because I love that man, and I can't wait to hug him, um, but also the words, th- this this is one actually that his wife wrote, Melody Green. It's make my life a prayer to you. I want to do what you want me to. No empty words. No white lies. No token prayers. No compromise. I want to token prayers. Those are that, that's that, you know, like if I say this so many times, Um, I want to shine the light you give through your son, you sent to save us from ourselves and our despair. It comforts me to know you're really there. I want to thank you now for being patient with me, God. It's so hard to see when my eyes are on me. (laughs) which right there is a massive key in all this. When we come to him on purpose, we're meditating on him, um, all of a sudden our eyes get off of us and it goes that way. And then he'll put our eyes on other people too. You know, hey, I want you to pray for that. Don't worry about getting your own prayer needs met. I've got someone praying for you too. You know? Uh, it's so hard to see when my eyes are on me. I guess I'll have to trust and just believe what you say you're coming again, coming to take me away. I want to die and let you give your life to me so I might live. And share the hope you gave to me, the love that set me free. I want to tell the world out there, you're not some fable or fairy tale that I made up inside my head. You're God, the sun, you've risen from the dead. <sighs> and then the other song that was coming through me was an old Rita Springer song. Can you guess? Anybody? <laughs> Make us a prayer. Make me a prayer. This is the song that made Rita Springer become a famous worship leader. It's an old Vineyard song. Simple words but powerful. Make me a prayer. May my prayers be a cry. Humble my heart so that you may draw nigh. I want to stop right there. What, so he's not here if we're not humble? He is, but the humble heart causes us to feel his presence more. It does. It, it It's like a key saying, hey, come on in and do some stuff. Uh, Cause me to stand and cry out for this land. Cause me to be one who's set free to stand as a house of prayer. That song is really anointed and really powerful. You should check it out. Um, but uh, the, uh, so, yeah. I wanted to do a little something with you regarding prayer tonight. Um, I, how many of you have ever been in some of our worship sets where we do worship with the Word in here? Like somebody comes up and reads a passage and prays it out and the worship team is singing it? Anybody? Doesn't that feel so powerful? that's <laughs> Powerful. It, it, when we were practicing tonight, I was like, let's get someone to do it tonight. That was way too last minute. Uh but um, it's so powerful because it's, it's the word prayed. It's the word prayed. Well, it's flawless. You know what I mean? He he um, offers this awesome way to pray if you're stuck. If you're like, I don't even know what to say. Um, and you could take a lot of places, passage in the Bible and, and meditate on them. If you create a war room or a war front porch or a war bathroom at your house, Wait, am I the only one that also the shower is like a chamber of prayer for me? Anyone else? The shower? Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> there was, I saw at least one, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, there's something about being in, the, maybe it's just because you're by yourself in the shower, getting cleansed, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, But, you know, you could take some scriptures say, God, what would you like to say to me through your word? And you could write those out and pray those out and meditate those too, you know, and check them out on the wall. Um, Here's one that just, we could could spend the next 10 years doing this together over a lot of scriptures because a lot. Um, But let's just take a couple minutes. Um, Psalms 25, verse 12, um, it says, who is the man that fears the Lord? I was reading that today and I was like, I am (laughs) here is what that old voice that sometimes tries to go. No, you're not. You know that stuff. Here's what it was saying. Oh, really? You don't always feel like you're the man that feels the Lord. And I'm like, shut up. Yes, I am. You know? Yes, I am. That's my declaration over myself. And this, by the way, you know, we understand, I think, the, the fear of the Lord, this, the being in awe of the Lord, the you know, the wonder of God. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Um, him uh, shall he teach in the way. Uh, oh, he chooses himself. Uh, I'm sorry. Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity And his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret, this is my favorite part, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. That's a pretty cool scripture there because we spend a lot of time feeling like we're stuck in a net. Yeah? Over the stuff. Um. and he and god will show us his secrets if we just go you are awesome it's that bringing to mind again the good things that's what causes us to see and believe and know that he's awesome and that fear of the lord causes him to go hey the secret of the, my my secrets are with you come here let me show you some stuff you know um goodness, I want to pray this. And here's how I would do it if it were me in private. God, I'm the one who fears you. And sometimes I don't feel that, but that's what I want to be. That's my declaration. God, I am the one who fears you. (laughs) I'm going to remind myself that I do fear you because you completely delivered me from this. You took that away. You changed my life. You turned me from a super shy misfit to an outgoing person. Thank you so much for that. That, that helped me. Thank you. I am the guy who fears the Lord. I'm going to go in the way that that I choose, which is you. And I'm going to dwell in prosperity, God. There's some things I can use to bring you glory in this world that require money, but I want to be prosperous on the inside also. I want my soul to prosper, and I am going to prosper because I am in awe of you, God. My kids are going to prosper too. you don't have kids, you could even say, you know, the ones that, that come to me, the ones that want prayer from me, that are counsel from me, they're going to prosper too. And God, I I fear you. I love you. I, I'm in awe of who you are and I'm ready to hear some secrets because I want a deep friendship with you. Thank you that you're going to share secrets, secrets with me. I'm going to sit here for a while and listen to you. And then you could take a few minutes, a half hour, two hours, whatever. And you might not hear any secrets, but you still gave him that of yourself. And he will do something with that time. You might see it later. You might see it right then, but you will. (laughs) And you're going to show me your covenant. Wow. You're going to show me what this covenant between us is like, what it looks like to you. What it really looks like to you. My eyes are toward you, God. And thank you that you are delivering me from feeling like I'm caught in a spider web. That thing that keeps me feeling trapped, like in a net, you're going to deliver me from it. Thank you so much. Thank you, God. Here's another one. Psalm 84. Your tabernacle, the place where you dwell, O Lord of hosts, Lord of angel armies, is lovely. And Jesus, that's because you have the most beautiful heart. Your heart is the most beautiful heart. So where you dwell is beautiful. My soul My heart, my mind, my will, emotions and my flesh it it cries out to you. My heart and my flesh cry out to you God for the living God. I cry out to you because you have life and I need life. You came so I could have life and life abundantly. So my Mind, my will, emotions cry out to you. I faint for where you are. I faint for the courts of the Lord. I faint for where you are. Thank you, God. Thank you for making me this way. Thank you for those secrets. Thank you for the secret place. Thank you for calling me to prayer. Thank you for making prayer life-giving instead of boring. (laughs) I mean, right now, does anybody feel those passages getting deeper in you than before? Yeah? Like, oh, wow, I I didn't even know you could pray that scripture and, and this happened to me, you know? And that was just all of us together. Imagine if you were behind that shut door with where he said in a secret place with him. <laughs> the deal is, friends, we, we, we go too fast and we get too worried. And we're so filled with fear, the wrong kind of fear, that we, we avoid going to be with him. But we've got to. That's where the answer is to that fear. And that's where the answer is to slow us down. You know? I really think... Lately, since I'm getting to be not twenty a- anymore, <laughs> uh, and my own kids are, you know, Sierra's getting ready to move away and uh yeah, she's going to Simpson and um and uh and and my son, you know, is about to turn twenty two. She just turned twenty one. I mean twenty. And um <laughs> and uh it's making me think all those thoughts like you know, sometimes you see these memes online where people are like, you know, this person's on their deathbed and they're thinking backwards and they want, they've got a message for you. You know, those things are real. I'm, several of you are like me in here. I, I can see, you know, and, um, I mean, not that you look, I—I, I, I, you know, I mean, just cause I know that we're all the same age or older, or whatever. Um, anyway, but it causes you to reflect and look back and go, wow. So if I was, you know, if I spent... If I had some, you know, success according to the world and I was so busy that I didn't even know my kids or (laughs) didn't take time to rest or, you know, didn't get to know people or, you know, whatever, or or build that chicken coop that I always wanted to build or whatever, you know, whatever cool thing. Um, And you and you, you know, you reach a certain age. and You're like, what? Where's the fruit of all that busyness? You know, God going to God, he will help you manage that time. He really can. It's bizarre how it works. I love Misty Edwards, how she sings. um, It's an inside, upside, inside, outside, upside down kingdom. Uh, Because that song is talking about how the way it works in the kingdom of God is very different then the law of the way that works and you know we give and god gives back you know we and we give time and he's like let me expand time for you let me show you how you can manage it better um because it's a gift that we're giving him and guess what that gift is us check that out god i want to give you a birthday present I don't have anything. What can you give God? Um, you, he loves you that much that that's what he wants. You know, in fact, you know, I think that we are called Jesus's inheritance. That's bizarre. That's bizarre. When you consider Jesus, ha- you know, he's, you know, he's, he's got the heavenly thing going on. You know what I mean? He, you know, he, you think his, his inheritance is like rainbows and sapphires and you know rivers that give you life and you know whatever and um and yet jesus's inheritance is us god just wants us he wants us and if we're willing to give him us go there in prayer you know spend some time praying for other people getting your eyes off of your own so and going hey i'm gonna sew a little bit today I'm going to do this with you, God. He's going to go, thank you. Let me, sh- let me show you how to expand your schedule. Let me show you how you're going to breathe better. Let me show you how you're going to look at everything you're doing a little bit differently. And maybe we'll even get rid of a few things and pick up some other stuff, you know. So, by the way, you know, he is the one who knows how to invent anything. So, um, all right. It is 9 o'clock. If you got kids out there, um thank you for going and getting them. I'm gonna I'm gonna close. I wanna pray there's a thousand more things I want to say, but um I ask God to say it to your heart, you know. Uh like I said, I hope this wasn't too hodgepodge for you, but it's just a few things on my heart that I wanted to just kind of share with my friends, basically, you know. So um I- <laughs> <laughs> That's what family's all about. You guys are great. Look at that. <laughs> uh, let's pray. Let's pray. By the way, he loves when we pray together. And he says that when we do it, he's there. It's a guarantee he's here. Thank you, God. Thank you for the fact that you want little old us to spend time with you, each one of us, just like we're the only person alive. God, thank you that you want to hang out with us and do tea with us or whatever. Just uh, thank you so much that you want us to hang out, God. We want to be with you. We do. So, God, here's my brain. Here's my busy brain. Here's my heart. Here's my heart that chases other things sometimes even. Here it is. I'm going to hand it over to you and trust you. Furthermore, here's here's this problem in my life. I'm going to go ahead and trust that you can handle it. And that you'll do right with it. I'm going to trust you. I haven't been a good manager of this problem. So here. I'm not even going to let my brain think I'm lazy for doing this. I've got to punish myself by carrying it further. God, here. Here. I just want to be with you. Here's my luggage. I'm moving in. God I want to ask that um all over the room and if there's anybody listening right now through podcast uh that you would give ideas even how to create a meeting place a war room a secret place God that you would show where this might be it might just be in some trees that are nearby or something but I'm I'm asking God that you would open up the creative in this room and start inspiring our hearts about where you'd like to meet us. We know you want to meet us everywhere, but that special place, God, that we can meet you on purpose, even when we're really weak. Especially, man, God, we're gonna we're gonna still be the kid that you called us to be, the child, the son or daughter even when we're feeling weak and go ahead and, and let you be strong in our weakness. We're not going to run away anymore in our weakness. And we're not going to cancel because of our weakness unless it's just, we've got to be with you. (laughs) Thank you, God. I ask God that prayer would become such an exciting thing for each heart because we get to meet with you and that you would stir up that awe and wonder about you again, God, that you would kiss our hearts awake. Thank you, Father, that you would fascinate our hearts. And and just right now, we just give you dullness. Here's the dullness that's kept me from meeting up with you or reading your word. Here it is. Take the dullness God I'm asking you to scrape off those layers and give us you, the real you, the, your heart, Jesus, you have a beautiful heart, and you said you would share secrets with us. You said you'd put your heart in us, and some of, sometimes ours looks dusty. we want I want your heart in me. <laughs> put your heart in me. Put your heart in me. Thank you, God. I want to say one little thing here. Um, You know, there's there's funny thoughts going on out there. One that has been said to me for the past several years here, uh, just here and there, that, hey, I am prayer. I don't need to pray. Have you heard that one? I am prayer. I don't need to pray. You know, it doesn't look like most of you are thinking that. Thank God. I just want to say that, that there's, here's the truth in that is that is we are a house of prayer. We really are. We can pray without ceasing, like the Bible says, where He is constantly on our heart, even when we're going about our life. Um, and that does make us a house of prayer. It does make us prayer. It does. But we need to keep coming. We need to keep coming to Him. He's got more. He's we. There is no limit there, and we need to purposefully come. To him, you know, and he's going to bring all of us in this room through seasons where we're coming even more than we thought we would, you know, Uh, for some necessary reasons. And he's going to show you some things. That's it. I There's, you know, we could talk about prayer, the subject of prayer. There's so many ways we can go about this and talk about it for a long time. There's a lot to say. It's almost a frustrating thing to talk about because you want to talk about it all. Like, let me get every point, but that's impossible in a meeting, but, um, but God will show you. Let's pray. You guys, let's pray. You want to pray. I mean, let's just be a praying people. This family connection thing we keep talking about, you know, seems a little scary to a few folks like what is the connection thing? Well, check it out. It'd be a lot less scary if we just knew, Hey, we're a body of people that prays. Hey, I want to connect to that. I want to connect to these people. They're praying. How's that? (laughs) So, bless you guys. You guys are awesome. Is there a ministry team? Um, If we could have the ministry team come forward tonight and um, maybe play some soft music or something. Um, Yeah. Actually, I think I'll get on the keyboard. Um, So, bless you guys. Bless you. Bless you.